0: Section 9 of Lost Diaries. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nemo. Lost Diaries by Maurice Baring. From the Diary of the Emperor Titus. Titus Reginum Berenicum. Cui aption nuptius, pollicitas veribatur, statium ab urbe, domicit invitus invitum. Tacitus. Rome, Monday. The eruption at Vesuvius does not, after all, appear to have been greatly exaggerated, as I at first had thought on receiving Pliny's graphic letter. One never can quite trust literary men when facts are in question. It is clear that I missed a very fine and interesting spectacle. In fact, I have lost a day. Good phrase, that. Must try and bring it in some time or other. Tuesday I fear there is no doubt of Berenice's growing unpopularity. It is tiresome, as I was hoping that the marriage might take place soon, quietly. She insists on wearing a diadem, which is unnecessary, and her earrings, made of emeralds and gold cupids, are too large. She asked me, today, if I didn't think she resembled the rose of Sharon. I said I suppose she meant the rose of Pestum she said ah you've never read the song of songs i said i had read all sappho she said it's not by sappho it's by solomon i had no idea king solomon wrote wednesday berenice has asked some of her relations to stay with her they arrived this morning her mother her sister, her younger brother, and her cousin. They are very conversational. They chatter together like parrots or cockatoos. They are also insatiably inquisitive. Talked finance with Paulinus. He says the treasury is practically empty. Nobody in the palace appears to have any ready money. When the usual crowd of beggars came to the palace this evening for their daily allowance, I had to send them away. It was the first time. Paulinus remarked that I had let a day go by without making a gift. Yes, I answered, I have lost a day. The phrase, I am glad to say, was heard by everybody. I afterwards borrowed a little money from Berenice's brother who made no difficulties. He is a nice, generous lad, if a little talkative. But then, we all of us have our faults. Berenice's mother loses no opportunity of asking when the wedding day is to be. Most awkward, I temporized. Thursday. Berenice's relations have spread the news in the court by telling it to one of the matrons in strict confidence that I am about to marry Berenice almost immediately. This is most unfortunate. The news has created a sensation, and they all say that such a match would be more than unpopular amongst the people. Berenice has not mentioned it herself. Lost heavily at Dice yesterday. Accepted the offer of Baronice's brother to lend me a lump sum, instead of constantly borrowing small coins. I have no doubt that is the wiser course. Thursday, a week later. The strain on my purse is terrible. Had, of course, to subscribe largely to the Pompeii and Herculaneum Fund also to the Pestilence Relief, also to the Flavian Amphitheatre Fund, borrowed another lump sum from Berenice's brother. He is certainly very good nature. Berenice's mother again referred to the marriage question. I said this was an unlucky month for marriages. Not if you are born in December, she answered. Unfortunately, I was born in December. FRIDAY Do not know where to turn for money. Do not always want to be borrowing from Berenice's brother. Somehow or other, it makes them all so familiar. Given the circumstances, and the extreme unpopularity of their presence here, it is awkward. Besides, it is a shame to trade on the good nature of a youth have sold all the decorations of the Imperial residence and devoted a portion of the proceeds to the relief fund. Someone spread the rumor among the dear people that I had devoted the whole of the money to the relief fund. I cannot think how these rumors get about. Saturday, a week later. This has been a most expensive fortnight have had to do a lot of entertaining, and, I regret to say, I have been once more obliged to borrow a lump sum from Berenice's brother. How I shall ever be able to pay him back the gods alone know? Had the news of my marriage unofficially announced, followed immediately by semi-official and ambiguous denial, made to see what effect the news would have among the public. Paulinus says the impression produced was deplorable. The Romans cannot, he says, forget that Berenice is a queen. Of course they can't if she will wear a crown. People say he says that even Nero and Caligula avoided offending public opinion on this point. They refer also to Julius Caesar's action on the Lupercal. There is no doubt that such a course will ensure me a lasting unpopularity. But what is to be done? Berenice's relations talk of the marriage as a matter of course. I have practically promised marriage. Berenice herself says nothing, but her silence is eloquent. Her brother becomes more and more familiar, impresses me to accept further loans. I do my best to refuse, and I have made a vow that the lump sum which he lent me today shall be positively the last one. Monday. Paulinus tells me that the Senate have decided to present me with a monster petition against my marriage. Since it is obviously impossible, owing to the strong feeling raised and the present excited state of popular opinion. I have resolved to anticipate events, and I have given leave to Paulinus to contradict officially the rumors of my impending marriage. He is to add, unofficially, that Berenice is shortly leaving Rome for change of air, and that she will probably spend the summer months in her charming villa on the Dead Sea. In the meantime, I have got to break the news to Berenice before tomorrow morning. Antiochus, the king of Commagene, arrived here this morning. More expense. Monday night, later. The crisis is partially over. It has been extremely painful. Berenice, at first, was incredulous. Then she was upset and left me, threatening to kill herself. I sent Paulinus to try and calm her, She then said she would leave Rome without setting eyes on me again, and state her reason in an open letter which she would issue for private circulation only. This, of course, would have been most undesirable. Her mother and sister backed her up, and threw up at me the example of Antony, taunting me with cowardice, of being afraid of the Senate, and of outraging the dignity of a family royal in rank and of immemorial lineage. Berenice is directly descended from King Solomon on her mother's side. Finally, Berenice's brother came to me and said that as he would shortly be leaving Rome, he would be obliged if I could pay him back the trifling loans he had favored me with. He brought a list of them. He charges interest. It is a tradition, he says, in his family to charge 90% interest on royal loans. He said that he was quite willing to apply to the Senate if the reimbursement in any way incommoded me. This was a great shock to me. Immediate repayment was and is impossible. The marriage is equally impossible. I told Berenice, frankly, that I could not remain in Rome as emperor and the husband of a foreign queen. She said, but why shouldn't I be empress? Women-like, she missed the point. I said I was willing to follow her to her villa and renounce all claim to the empire. Having offered her this alternative, I summon Antiochus, who is an old friend of hers to be the arbiter. As soon as the facts were put before him, I left them, and Antiochus had a lengthy interview with Berenice in private. I was convinced this was the best course. At the end of it, Berenice generously refused to accept my sacrifice, and while renouncing all idea of self slaughter or retaliation, announced her intention of leaving Rome. But those loans! and their terrible interest. That matter is still unsettled. Tuesday. All has been settled. Antiochus has lent me the whole sum due to Berenice's brother and a handsome margin for my personal use. I restored the interest and capital of the loan to Berenice's brother. Said farewell to the family before the whole court And handed Berenice's brother a fine gold chain as a slight token of my esteem. This, he said, is too much. No man, I answered, should leave his prince's presence dissatisfied. Hereupon the whole court murmured applause, and by a slight gesture I indicated that the audience was at an end. Berenice, alas, left Rome at noon, escorted by Antiochus, who is to spend the summer with her in Palestine. Today I can say in all conscientiousness that I have not lost a day, but it seems to me that I have lost everything else that there is to lose in this life. End of Section 9